I'm Michelle Sims, and this is The Beauty in the Mess, a community where people who crave a shift in mindset, personal growth, and connection to like-minded people come together to start rewriting their stories. Through engaging, honest, and insightful conversations, the show will help you embrace the mess to recognize the meanings and the lessons it holds and discover its hidden treasures to help you start making a mindset shift. Let's listen, learn, and reclaim who we were meant to be. Hi, friend. Welcome to The Beauty in the Mess. For this episode, I'm happy to welcome Megan Mary to the show. Megan is a dream worker that specializes in the analysis of women's dreams to promote transformative personal growth and enlightenment. She spent her whole career initially creating meaningful change through digital publishing and marketing. However, after she was diagnosed with three different chronic illnesses, she began to reevaluate her life and her life's purpose, and she started to return to a higher guidance that she felt was being offered in her dreams. She now works with women all over the world, offering dream interpretation, transformative journeys, and enlightened guidance. Hi, I'm Michelle Sims, your host. I'm just a regular person who, along with my family, have had our share of messes that we too have had to overcome. Along the way, I got curious as to how others get through their messes and even triumph over them. Maybe there's a better way, a faster way. Maybe we can accelerate our journeys by learning from someone else. That started my pursuit. I think we can all learn from each other through the sharing of experiences, lessons, and knowledge. So join me for episode 45 of The Beauty in the Mess called Achieving Personal Growth Through Dream Work with Megan Mary founder of the Women's Dream Analysis and Women's Dream Enlightenment podcast. Megan is an intuitive, an introvert, a mystic, and a writer. She holds a Master of Arts and a Bachelor of Arts degree in English and has studied psychology, theory, astronomy, religion, and philosophy at the collegiate level. She is a member of the International Association for the Study of Dreams and currently is a part of their Dream Study Group and Foundation Series for 2023 and 2024. She has also been featured as an expert source for Parade Magazine and Very Well Mind. She is passionate about helping other women connect with their inner guidance and wisdom in their own dreams in a safe and compassionate space. She believes the symbolic imagery in our dreams is key, and once unlocked, we can tap into our own innate transformative power, evolve our consciousness, and ultimately discover our life's purpose. And she currently lives in Idaho with her rock star drummer husband and two cats. So without further ado, let's dive right into today's conversation. Hi, Megan. Welcome to the Beauty and the Mess. I'm so glad to have you with me today. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, I know you're a dream analyst, among many other things, but I was wondering if you could tell us what led you to becoming a dream analyst and what led you on that journey to begin your dream work for women. Mm-hmm. Well, I really have always been intrigued with dreams ever since I was a child when I had recurring both nightmares and awesome flying dreams. I was really always wondering what they meant and always intrigued by things that were mystical and unseen and mysterious. And I did pay attention to my dreams when I was younger, but the as I entered my 20s and 30s I really started just kind of discarding them and it wasn't until I really became very ill with three chronic illnesses that I actually realized that I needed to reassess and I 
had to start healing. And so part of that healing was meditating. And when I started meditating, I really started remembering that connection that I used to have. And it really reignited that in me. And I started listening to my dreams again. And I realized how much inner guidance there was there and how powerful it was. And it not only helped me in my healing, but it made me feel compelled to share that with other women. That's awesome. I I know you talk about like symbolic imagery and I was just curious and I understand what that means. There's symbols in your dreams, but is it pretty much the same for everybody or is it completely different for each person? That's a great question. And I believe that it's completely different. Okay. So when I was younger and I was looking in dream dictionaries, that subscribes to the premise that every dream is the same for everyone. So you look up what a snake means and that's the same for everyone. And I don't really feel that that's the most accurate way to access our inner guidance because our dreams aren't coming from a book that everyone else wrote. They're coming from inside our subconscious and they're comprised from all the unique experiences that we've had in our life, which are unmatched to anyone else's. Right. So I really feel that the meaning and the metaphor behind all the symbols in our dreams is specifically unique to each dreamer. Okay. That's what I kind of assumed, but I just wanted to be, because I know there are books out there that tell you what your dreams mean. And it, it just seemed odd that we'd all have the same meaning to our dreams. So what happens exactly in a dream journey? So a dream journey is a series of dream sessions. And when I do sessions, I first ask that the dreamer keep a dream journal. And for some people, that's a new habit because they're not in the habit of doing it. And they need to really be coached on, okay, what do I record in this journal? How am I writing this down? And Once we achieve that sense of consistency, then we do a series of dream sessions around a specific goal. So it really is spiritual life coaching, if you will, around a specific type of goal that you want to achieve. So I have four different journeys. One is based on transitions called the crossroads. One is based on nightmares called the eclipse. One is for recurring dreams called the time loop. And one is about dream manifestation and lucid dreaming, which is called the treasure box. And that really underscores all the different ways that you can utilize your dreams to improve your life. There's so many different ways. And so depending on what you're looking to achieve and depending on where you are at in your spiritual journey, you'll pick which dream journey best will get you there the fastest. Okay. Could you describe lucid dreaming for the listeners? So some people may not be familiar with that. Yeah. So lucid dreaming is the process whereby you are aware that you are dreaming while you're asleep. So normally when we dream, we're an observer and we do not have the ability to modify anything about what's happening in the dream. But when you're lucid dreaming, you're actually able to realize that you 
are dreaming, thereby attaining a state of awareness. And you actually have the ability then to influence the direction of the dream. Okay. And I wanted to ask you too, what about when people feel like they don't dream or they don't remember them at least, how do you help them start? I know you talked about having a dream journal, but if you can't remember them or you think you don't dream, there's no way to write it down. And sometimes even if you do remember them, it seems like they poof in your memory before you can even get it down on paper. So how do you help that? Yeah. Yes. So I have online self-paced dream courses that teach some of the dream techniques, dream recall techniques that can get people started. And there's a number of them, but I, I do like to recommend meditation because meditation puts us in the brainwave of theta, which is the same brainwave when we're dreaming. Right. And so it really does allow us to quiet the mind and start to exercise that muscle of awareness that we might not be used to paying attention to. And that is one way that you can start to explore your inner world. In terms of dream recall, particularly for women, estrogen can influence our ability to recall our dreams. Oh, wow. So when our estrogen is low, that can affect our dream recall ability. So harnessing that cycle for yourself, and even if you are perimenopausal or menopausal, postmenopausal, the moon cycle can assist you with this as well. So looking at the cycles of our body and how it changes and what is the best time for us to try to capture those messages and, and those dreams. And also, like you said, when you wake up, you're going to forget roughly 50% or more of your dream in the first five minutes. So you really do have to capture it immediately as best as you possibly can, either by writing it down, speaking it into your phone, just some way that you can capture it before you go on with your day. Okay. And I was just curious. I mean, I think you answered it with the estrogen thing, but I was just wondering, I heard you talk about when you were younger, you paid more attention to your dreams. And as you got older, you started discarding it. But I think that happens to a lot of us. And I'm wondering if it's just because we choose to not pay attention to them, or do you think it is that estrogen factor for women or what's your take on that? Because I noticed, I remember dreams from when I was a child that stuck with me or even as a young adult, but anymore, I don't remember or I do. And it seems like it's something silly. So I just disregard it. <laughs> there you go. So you just hit on something right there. So there is an overall lack of dream appreciation in our culture, and we're not taught what the value is of dreams at all in school or in any part of normal Western culture. And so we disregard them because we feel they don't hold any value. We also feel that they are silly or just regurgitations or our imagination or a number of things. We find a number of ways to, to write it off. And so 
when I was not paying attention to my dreams, it wasn't that I was having less. I just was not willing to listen to what the dreams were trying to tell me. And so many times people can subconsciously turn off their recall because they don't want to engage with what they don't want to address. And so you really have to be willing and open to be on a personal discovery journey in order to open up to the possibilities that lay behind that veil. And your experience and your beliefs, do you believe that dreams can also sometimes be a premonition of what's to come? Because I know like I've dreamed of a loved one's death and then they do pass and they were perfectly healthy as far as we knew. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just wondering what your take on that is. Yes. What separates me from traditional Jungian or Freudian or other psychotherapist who might be doing this kind of work is that I'm not that at all. Right. And I'm more of a mystic. So I do feel that the dream world is a portal. It's sort of an interdimensional space, if you will. And I've always been fascinated by alternative theories about timelines, alternate realities, quantum physics, all that sort of thing, because I feel that it destabilizes our perception of the linearity of time. And I think that in dreams, they're beyond space and time. And they really allow us to obtain knowledge either from our higher self or from the universal self that is independent of time and space. Okay. Yeah. I I definitely feel like sometimes there is some kind of premonition, if you will, that comes about in dreams. So why do you feel that dream work is the ultimate self-care? I really feel it is because I feel that we all can benefit from tapping into our own inner guidance from realizing that we all have our own intuition that is there for us specifically. And if we're not paying attention to it and we're not taking advantage of it, we're not really allowing ourselves to step into that holistic alignment that our potential holds. It also is that so many times in self-help, people look outside of themselves and they are trying so many different things to really get back to the core of who they are. They have these giant existential questions that they feel someone else can answer for them. And what I really try to do is give you the tools to discover that for yourself because your truth is inside yourself and it's in your subconscious and it's in your higher self. And it can make your life so much more fulfilling and make you understand why you're here and really just completely shift your perspective on your existence. Wow. So have you actually seen dream analysis or interpretation? I don't know what your preference is to, to, to calling it, but have you seen that change someone's life drastically? Absolutely. Every time, in fact. Oh, wow. Because it's such an eye-opening experience. When you're willing to be open to the fact that these 
aren't nonsensical imaginations and that you do have an inner higher guidance, then you allow that transformation to take place. And every time I do this with someone, they are, they just say, oh, oh my God, wow. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I never thought of it that way. This changes everything. <laughs> so you feel that dreaming is not only a pathway to the subconscious, but it's also a pathway to the soul. Am I understanding that correctly? Okay. Yes, absolutely. That's amazing. So if we jump to nightmares, how do we overcome nightmares? Like I know I've had reoccurring nightmares at times. How do we stop that? Or is it that we're not paying attention to it and that's why it keeps coming back? Correct. So much like recurring dreams, if you have recurring nightmares, it is because there is something you're not paying attention to. And there's something that your subconscious is trying to draw your attention to. Now, the reason that nightmares sometimes are one of the few dreams people do remember is because the emotions are so high. And the reason that we experience nightmares so vividly is because the emotional part of our brain is turned on while we dream, but the rest of our brain, the logical part is turned off, is sleeping. And so when we wake up, we experience it as if it really happened because our brain did process it on the emotional level as if it really happened. And so there are a number of ways that you can overcome them. Lucidity is a great option, but that many times takes a lot of practice. So another option that you can do is to do a waking visualization of your dream. So remember this, go into like a meditative state if you can, or at least sit quietly and calm your mind and not be disturbed. And then think back to the scenario of that dream and place yourself there as if it were happening again, but then imagine an alternative ending for that how could this situation turn or shift so that you don't feel the emotions that the original dream left you with? When you're able to do that, you're able to reprogram a new ending in your subconscious. Oh, wow. And the more you do that, the more you're suggesting to your mind alternative solutions to that situation. And when you journal the dreams, I have a method that I use to decode what that message is of the dream. And when you're able to bring that from the subconscious to the conscious, then you're able to really start to address what it is that is happening in the story that is actually a mirror for your waking life. And once you see that connection, then you can start taking action to really transform that situation, which will then synergistically transform the dream. Oh, wow. So can I ask you, like if a person dreams of their own death and your experience, is that a, more of a premonition or more of trying to tell them something else? In my viewpoint, it is a metaphor, metaphorical story. So death in any dream, especially of yourself, 
is an ending, a perceived ending, a perceived death of something, but not necessarily literally of you. So it could be the ending of an aspect of yourself that you're either letting die and needs to be revived or letting die and releasing. So it really depends on what's happening in your life. And it also depends on the scenario of the dream. What happens in the dream? Who is there with you? What do you do? How do you feel? All of that, you know, the devil's in the details. So to summarize it, you know, I do encourage people to summarize their dream in one sentence for a title, but then the rest of the time I want every single detail because if you just say, well, I dreamt that I died last night, I'm not going to be able to help you with that unless I know the whole scenario and at least how you felt before you went to bed, when you woke up, trying to get the, the bigger picture by asking really specific questions that will start to draw out. Okay. Well, what is this really about? Okay. So it can be very different for each individual. Just like absolutely. So what about if a loved one comes to visit in a dream? Do you believe that's a message yes. from that loved one? Or is it just that we want to see him again? I do because I've had that experience. And so I do believe that visitations are entirely possible because I don't believe that we are ever separate from people who pass on. Because I believe that we are spirits having a human experience, right? not humans having a spiritual experience. So we're all spirits before and after. And just because we no longer have a body doesn't mean we're no longer a spirit. And so I believe that we can interact with spirit guides, with our higher self, with those who have passed on, that that's all entirely possible, both in the waking and the dream world. So do you feel like if a loved one comes, they're bringing a message or could it be that sometimes they're just letting us know that they're okay or... Could it be any of the above? <laughs> yeah, I think, it, again, it really depends on the scenario. And I think there are still messages in those dreams. Absolutely. Okay. It's not just, you're not just like, oh, I saw them and that was it. I mean, there's something going on in this scenario. You're in a place, you're doing something. So dreams have a setting like a movie, you know? And so you really need to pay attention to all of that. And it could be what's going on in your regular, your real life, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Also, the reason that they showed up. Yes. Okay, shifting gears a little bit. How do you feel that dreams help in our creativity? Yes. So I believe it, dreams have so much possibility for creativity. And this has been proven time and time again throughout history so many famous inventors, musicians, writers, movie producers, the list goes on and on, musicians come up with ideas, derive their ideas from their dreams. And so everything that we've ever experienced is in our subconscious. And our dreams dive into that treasure box, if you will, and pick out 
all the little puzzle pieces and put them together into a story. And we can access that, that whole multitude of ideas by what is called dream incubation or dream manifestation. So if we have an, a, an idea, a project, a, a challenge that we want an answer to, we can ask in our dream journal before we go to bed, what do I do with this? Um, what is the next step? Uh, how do I get, overcome this challenge? What is another idea? And your brain will work on that overnight. That's why they call it sleep on it because your subconscious is going to think about the answer and it very well can present that answer in a metaphorical story for you. I've also received a lot of inspiration as a writer myself. I'm writing my first fiction novel and I got the idea in my dreams. So, so many people have been able to access their creativity through dreams. That's amazing, really. So I'd like to hear more about dream work for women and why you kind of focus on women versus everybody and what that's all about. Mm -hmm. Well, being that I went through my own very personal, spiritual and healing journey, it was very close to my heart. And I really wanted to help other women and I wanted them to feel very comfortable in that space with me. And I wanted to feel comfortable too, because <laughs> I'm an introvert. I wasn't planning on doing this. It was not what I would, would have ever perceived me doing until I felt so strongly called to do it. And I also found out in the course of my research that women are actually higher dream recallers and women actually write down a more detailed description of their dreams. And women actually have different dreams from men and that because our hormones are different, our whole experience in life is different. And not only that, but I feel that many, many times women deny their intuition and their inner abilities in lieu of the other things that they feel society puts on them to be. And that they set that aside and they shut it off and they close it down and they push it towards the back and they end up with a lot of dis-ease or disease because they're not paying attention to their spirit and to their inner guidance. They become completely detached from it. And I feel dreams are really the doorway and really the pathway to help with that. And it became my mission to just spread that awareness and that appreciation to other women so that they could all use that to help guide them, guide in their life and heal on their journey. So do you feel, and like, I know you mentioned having the three chronic illnesses. Do you feel like your work continues to help you heal? Yes, very much so. Because one of the things that I struggle with is autoimmunity and autoimmune illnesses tend to affect women a lot more than men, as well as a lot of the other conditions that I have. And 
I feel that whenever we're having an illness or chronic illness, many times we're out of alignment, right? And it can be a dysbiosis. It can be at the cellular level, but it can also be at the spiritual level. And when we are able to actually do that spiritual healing along with the, let's call it medical healing, then we really start to heal our mind, body, and spirit, not just one piece that's then gonna maybe slide back because the rest isn't being addressed. That's awesome. So why should spiritual providers work with the dream work? How does that help them help their clients, I should say? So I really want to encourage all women that are working right now with other women that are in a healing modality. So maybe they're an energy worker, maybe they're doing Reiki or hypnotherapy or any kind of coaching where they're helping other women uncover their subconscious blocks, where they're trying to help them actualize their full potential to look at dream work as another modality that they can integrate into their existing practice because it overlays so much with the other modalities and they all have the same goal at the end of the day is really to help you become the best you to help you become in touch with the higher self, your full potential of you, and also understand what's happening in your life, where you came from, where you're going, how you can better attune yourself. And so part of my teaching really is to have that, to empower other healers to integrate that into their work. Yeah, I find it very interesting because I actually certified in hypnotherapy. So that definitely intrigued me. So you actually provide certification in dream analysis. Is that correct? And dream interpretation? Yes. So I have two different courses right now that are available. One is for all women and, and one is an expansion of that course for spiritual providers. And it's really to serve as a launch pad because I am going to be eventually having a full licensure program where women can become dream mirror guides and actually mentor under me to really be able to fully um, embody that. But I want to at least spark that curiosity, give you a quick primer so that you can start using it yourself and then see the benefit in integrating that in the work. Well, that's pretty amazing. So is there anything else that you would like to make sure our listeners hear today that we haven't already talked about? Well, I have two other things that have developed as a result of this work. I have my podcast, Women's Dream Enlightenment, where women tell their stories of spiritual awakening and really are able to elevate their path And then I also recently just launched the Women's Dream Collective, which is a place where all women can gather to seek, share, and support each other on their spiritual journeys. 
And I really feel like that is the most important thing that we work together in co-creation and support each other because it's so much easier to get past all of these challenges that we all face when we face them together and when we see the successes and the ways that other people are achieving their journey. Absolutely. So on your podcast, do you actually take a woman through dream analysis or are you talking about like the after effects? I have two different formats. One is where I interview women about their spiritual journey and then what gifts they've discovered as a result of that. So many times they are working as a healer in some modality. And the other type of show that I do is a dream live dream session. So I have a woman come on who's willing to share her dream and then I interpret it live on the show. Oh, wow. That would be very interesting. So is there any social media where people can find you? I mean, I'll definitely put your website and Mm -hmm. everything you've supplied me in the show notes, but I'm just asking for the ones that are listening. Yes, I'm on YouTube and Pinterest and Odyssey. And I have also Insight Timer as well. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you for your time today. It's been extremely interesting. I'm fascinated by... (laughs) what we dream about and what it all means. So thank you for sharing with us today. That's awesome. Thank you so much. As we wrap up today's episode, I hope Megan sharing her journey, experience, and wisdom has helped you in some way. One of the main takeaways for me is that, according to Megan, our dreams, for the most part, do have meaning. And that's something I hadn't put a whole lot of thought to. I guess I thought most of My dreams, anyway, were just silly. I don't remember a lot of them. I don't try to remember them. But I think I'm going to look at them in a whole new way after talking to Megan. And she even mentioned like reoccurring dreams or reoccurring nightmares can be telling us that we're missing something or we need to pay more attention to something. Dreams can also reveal ideas that are kind of floating around in our subconscious minds that we might have a, a book in there or a business or just about anything you could think of that is just waiting on us to claim it and achieve it. So it's kind of neat to think of dreams as an outlet for your subconscious mind to communicate ideas to your conscious mind, if you will. I thought that was kind of fascinating. Uh, We all know the power of the subconscious mind, and it's, I think it's being more revealed all the time. So it's pretty amazing to me. I think one of the coolest things Megan talked about was how we have the power to sort of direct our dreams. You know, if we're aware that we're dreaming, we can change the course of the dream. But even more powerful, possibly, is that you can actually suggest to your mind what you're going to dream about before you even go to sleep. You know, even if you want to try to solve a problem or work on something, you can suggest that to your mind and it will do just that as you're sleeping. Pretty awesome. So what stood out to you? I would love to hear from you. As always, I hope this episode helps at least one person. And with that, I hope you have a blessed week, my friend. Thank you for listening to The Beauty in the Mess. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas you would like to hear about, or you think you would be a great guest on the show, you can reach me directly at thebeautyinthemess.com. Thanks for listening.